Welcome to the Million Praying Moms podcast. I'm your host, Brooke McLaughlin, an author, speaker, teacher, and prayer who is passionate about helping women like you make prayer their first and best response to the challenges of motherhood. A small town girl from the mountains of Appalachia, I've made prayer my game plan for all of life. Over the years, I've had the privilege of encouraging countless moms toward a richer prayer life, helping them catch a vision for the partnership God invites them into as they become praying moms. If you wonder how you'll equip your children for this world and all it throws at them, if you have questions about prayer and don't know where to turn for answers, if you need help knowing how to pray through specific issues or seasons, you are in the right place. Prayer really is the most important but most overlooked part of Christian parenting today. Let's change that starting right now and impact generations to come. Hey there, friends. Welcome to episode number three in our Getting to the Root of Lack of Joy season on the Million Praying Moms podcast. We've been doing a deep dive into the various heart-level causes for a lack of joy in the life of believers in this short season, with the hope that you'll be equipped to take action and live a more joyful life. In fact, today's episode is all about taking action. In episode number one, we uncovered that many Christians have a general misunderstanding of what true biblical joy really is, and we corrected that by comparing what the world says about joy to what the Bible says about it. Last week, we learned that most of us live our lives completely distracted from what we're supposed to be focused on, God himself, and choose what the world says is good over God. And that's the real reason we lack joy. If you haven't listened to those episodes, go back and grab them. Today, we're getting really practical because it's one thing to know we don't keep our focus on God. It's another thing entirely to know how to fix it. Now, before we dive in today, I want to make sure you know about our brand new prayer journal, Everyday Prayers for Joy. It officially released this month, and you're invited to grab your own copy, starting a 30-day journey into God's heart for your joy. Everyday Prayers for Joy offers short daily devotions, a verse or passage of the day, and a scripture-inspired prayer based on that verse, giving you the tools you need not only to learn what true biblical joy is, but also pray for God to make it come alive in your heart and your home. It uses the Million Praying Moms exclusive Think, Pray, Praise method of daily prayer, designed to help you get the most out of your time in God's word and time spent in prayer. You can grab your copy now anywhere books are sold or visit our show notes for more information at millionprayingmoms.com. Now, once again, we're hosting Gina Smith, who happens to be the author of Everyday Prayers for Joy. And Gina, over the last few weeks, we've established something very important, a foundational concept that informs our lack of joy, but I don't know if we've said it specifically. So I'm going to do that right now, just so that everyone comes into this episode on the same page. Our real issue is not a lack of joy. Our real issue is that we take our eyes off of God, which is where they belong. Let me say that again. Our real issue is not a lack of joy. Our real issue is that we take our eyes off of God, where they belong. In other words, our lack of joy is a symptom of a deeper problem. So now that we know that, what do we do about it? How do we intentionally choose to deal with distractions and keep our eyes on God? You have come up with four practical steps we can take or questions we can ask ourselves to help us with this. What's the first one? 
The first one I think is, well, they're all important, but I think it's probably one of the most important is that is prayer. We must be in communication with God in prayer and we need to be asking him to help us to not be deceived, not focus on something that's not him. And also regularly ask God to show you if somehow your focus has gotten a little bit off and you are focusing on something that isn't him because he'll show you, he'll show us if we ask him where we're missing it. I love that. It's a super simple thing that we forget to do, right? That's, that's kind of the whole point of this podcast. And, and really the whole point of million praying moms is that prayer tends to be this really overlooked partnership with God in the Christian life today. It's so simple that we forget about it. We forget that we actually have the right to go to God and say, Hey, help me with this. You know, now that we understand what we're doing, now that we have a better understanding after listening to this podcast, this season, we have a better understanding of what biblical joy is and what it's not. And we understand that the enemy um, is seeking to distract us from God because he knows that if he can distract us, he can destroy us. And we know those things now because, you know, uh, you've opened our eyes to them in, in this season. But the, the the next right thing to do, the most natural place to start now that we know what the problem is, is simply to ask for help. And all we have to do is say, hey, Lord, I care about this. I care about this. I want to experience true joy. Would you help me not to be deceived into focusing on something that isn't you? Would you help me to make you the thing that I focus on in a deeper way than anything else? And I just wonder if everybody's even thought about that. Just, just pray, just pray and ask the Lord, would you help me? Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, ask for help. And then the best place to go to for help (laughs) is to open God's word, right? Mm -hmm. Get to know God, get to know his character, get to know who he is, how he works, because we need to recognize the things that are not from him. Um, you know what I mean? Like we Mm -hmm. need to be able to know him well enough so that we can sense when something is off. And I think that is so important right now. And this kind of leads into the next one. It's so important. The next one, I'll go ahead and share it. It says, uh, be careful who you follow on social media, well-known pastors, speakers, And always take what you hear and compare it to scripture. And this is um, so important because I have even found myself following people, even reading books where the, the uh, author was very, a very good writer, had some compelling arguments about it, whatever topic. And especially nowadays where, um, you know, so many people are, what they call deconstructing, Mm -hmm. questioning their faith, questioning the church, all of that stuff. And I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that, as long as it's done in light of scripture and not in light of somebody else's journey, not in, you know, not in light of somebody else's process. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that's just so important. Uh, There's a lot of high profile people, even in, in the church or in what would be the Christian writing world, that are deconstructing or have gone through hard times and you understand why they're questioning, but they're not doing it in light of scripture. And they're going down another path 
sadly, it's like you don't want to go from error to error, right? You want to know God's way. And so I it's easy to be be deceived. It's it's very easy to be deceived. So we need to be so careful with that. Yeah, I have a saying that I um I like. I've been saying it for years, and it is that if what I believe and what God's word says is true are two different things, I'm wrong. And I think that's what you're saying here is, is the, the only way that we can really know and deal with um, the, the, the root of our lack of biblical joy, the only way that we can become sensitive enough to know when the enemy is trying to distract us is if we know God's word really well, because we will always live what we believe, yeah. what we truly believe. Mm-hmm. And if we don't know what's in the Bible, then we don't, we can't, we can't compare it. We can't, you know, as you were referencing, deconstruct or relate or say, hey, this, this good thing that, that I think might be worth focusing on, is it according to God's word? Is it what I need to be focusing my attention right. on? You yeah. know, I, um, I heard pastor um, Paul David Tripp say in a podcast recently that he thinks that we should all be deconstructing on a regular basis. I know it's such a buzzword right now in the, in the Christian community. It's, it's such a, you know, everybody's doing it. Um, and as you said, many, sadly, many people are, are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're doing it. I don't know what the right word is. They're, they're not, they're not, they're just not comparing what they're deconstructing to the word of God. They're just kind of being wrong twice. Yep. And uh, Paul David Tripp was saying, you know, we ought all to be looking at what we've always believed and what we've always done and the way that our church does this or, or you know, um, this, this thing that we've always held to be true. We all ought to be deconstructing that. We all ought to be looking at it and saying, is this really right? But not, is it really right in light of what the culture says? Right. But is it really right in light of what God's word says? And that's the only way that we're really going to be able to know. You know, the scripture tells us to hide God's word in our hearts that we might not sin against him. And I have found that to be so true. The deeper I go in my walk with the Lord, the more mature I get in my walk with the Lord. The longer I read God's word, even the same verses over and over and over again throughout the years, the, the more I do that, the more God's word gets hidden in my heart. Like it's, it's almost like it's planted there and it grows. And when I need it, it's there. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm trying to discern, is this of God or is this not, should I be focusing on this or should I not? Then I have this well or, or this reserve of scripture that I've hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against God. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we're talking about. Let's look at what's let's, let's do ask questions, but let's find the answers in God's word so that we can live what we believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that moves into number four, ask yourself, what are you passionate about? Are you as passionate about the truth found in God's word as you are about whatever issue you know, you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember um, hearing years ago, you've probably heard it. 
if you want to know what's on somebody's heart or what where somebody's heart rests, look at their checkbook, you know? <laughs> and I think nowadays you can say, if you really want to know what somebody is passionate about, go look at their Facebook page mm-hmm. or their Instagram. And I think it gives you a good, a little bit of insight as to what is on someone's heart. And so I think it's just so important that we remember that, that we need to be more passionate about God's word and truth than we are about any issue. Because if we're, if we're going to that first, then the way that we approach the issue is going to be very biblically centered and very loving mm-hmm. and very, you know, I, I've shared with you where, how I've actually had a few people unfriend me or cut me off because I wasn't passionate about an issue that they thought I should be more passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say that if I am passionate about God's word and want to do things that please God and honor him, then when I have an interest in an issue that I really want to get involved in and I feel led to do it, if you aren't as passionate as I am, I'm not going to cut you off, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to you know, trust that you're seeking God in what you are led to, to serve, how you're led to serve, right? So we see a lot of division and we see a lot of cutting off and, and uh, fighting and whatever, you know, on, especially on social media. I think that if we find ourselves in the middle of that, we probably should ask ourselves, what am I passionate about right now? Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I think even, you know, as we, we talked about this a little bit last week, that even things that are good, that start out good, God or or the enemy actually can use them and distort them until they're not good anymore, until they're yes. actually taking us away from what God, uh, away from God's heart. Um, mm-hmm. I know for, for many, many years, I worked within the Christian pro-life movement in crisis pregnancy centers. And I don't really have anything negative to say about that. It was a, a wonderful time in my life. And I grew so much as a believer and in my understanding of ministry and in my understanding of prayer and in my understanding of, of God's word. I mean, it was just a wonderful season of my life spent serving women in unplanned pregnancy. However, I did, I do remember thinking at the time, um, this is what I'm meant for. Mm. This is it. I have found it. This is what I'm meant for. I am meant to be passionate about women in unplanned pregnancy and life for the rest of my life. Now, I'm not saying that being passionate about life or that being, you know, being passionate about serving women in unplanned pregnancy is necessarily wrong. But it 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 did occur to me, even within that, even within that season, that it would be easy for me to be so focused on that one issue that I forgot that there were other issues that were very close to God's heart. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying life is not close to God's heart. It is, but there are other issues that are close to God's heart that are worth my time and my energy. And we just, as humans get so easily wrapped up in what we're passionate about that we think everybody else ought to be passionate about it too. But God is, God is, you know, we're individuals. He's given us individual passions and giftings to serve him in all of the areas that are close to his heart. And I think we're doing ourselves and the, and the body of Christ a disservice 
if we find ourselves so so wrapped up in in that one thing that we don't see anything else or maybe so wrapped up in that one thing that we lose sight of what God's word has to say about other things as well. And it's just so easy for us to do. I love that question. Ask yourself, I would say, ask yourself all the time. Am I as passionate about the truth found in God's word as I am about this issue? I had a friend several years ago when we moved back to our hometown, we started attending a new church and there was this man in our Sunday school class who used a phrase that I had never heard before. I had never, he he said to us regularly in Sunday school class, he would say gospel yourself. Mm. And I'd never heard the word gospel used as a verb. Like I, what he was saying was apply the gospel, the truths of the gospel to your heart all the time. If you're dealing with a certain issue, what does the gospel say about this? If you're passionate about something, what does the gospel say about this? Mm -hmm. Do my actions fit what the gospel has to say? Is this choice I'm getting ready to make to focus on this good thing? Is that the gospel? Is this, is this, uh, what does the gospel have to say? Gospel yourself, apply Mm. the gospel to yourself every day. Yeah. And that has stuck with me all this time as a really great way that we can intentionally choose to keep our eyes on God. If the main issue of our lack of joy is to, is to keep our eyes, you know, focused on God instead of focused on other things and his promises and his truth and who he is, then applying the gospel to my heart every day is the solution to that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that phrase. I'm going to have to remember that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, Gina, I really feel like we've put some meat on this conversation today and, and at least given our listeners a few steps, the few first steps that they might need toward dealing with the distractions that keep our eyes off of God and helping them choose to keep their eyes on God. And, and guys, I want to let you know, we know this is, we've said this before in the season, but this is not easy. We know it's not necessarily an easy thing, but as you do these things, as you pray, as you spend time in God's word, getting to know him and understanding um, what's close to his heart and what's not, as as you're measuring who you're following on social media and really asking yourself if what they're saying, how does that measure up against scripture? And as you're, as you're questioning your own heart, what am I passionate about? Then you're going to find yourself making progress in this area. And I promise you're going to have more biblical joy. Next week to wrap up this season, we're offering a really special treat. Gina is going to read one of the devotions from her new book, Everyday Prayers for Joy, in its entirety for us. So if you're still on the fence about whether or not you need this new prayer journal, we hope this will settle it for you once and for all. Gina, thanks again for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me for today's episode of Million Praying Moms. You can connect with other praying women by following us on Instagram at Million Praying Moms or in the Million Praying Moms community where you'll find tools to guide you as a praying mom. And don't forget to download your free copy of my resource, How to Pray God's Word for Your Children, when you subscribe to the podcast. Find all the links you need at www.millionprayingmoms.com.
I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.